Is that loud? Oh, these stupid headphones. We have to get a more professional start to the podcast. Broadcasting from Edmonton's majestic used hubcap district. Um, it's a it's a podcast. I just can't pull off a onesie. No, neither can I. Uh, that's not good. Kids today with their inline skates and their long boards that roll over everything. Totally weird and wild. It works, but it's weird. You know what's underrated? Ravioli. Oh, God, that's awful. It smells like smoke coming off someone's ass. My God, do people not know I'm at work? The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Oh, man, that was satisfying. I just caught, uh, just watching, uh, Stump grinding videos. Ooh, stump. That sounds like a fetish thing. It's not. Like it's. <laughs> it's. It's not. No. no it's, it's about removing tree stumps from your lawn. And just watch. Just after you're done listening to this podcast, treat yourself to some stump grinding videos. It's super satisfying. I had a person across the street had a stump removal a couple of years ago, and I stood there the whole afternoon and watched. It was like a big. It's almost like a saw blade type yes. wheel that someone just has, and they just they like, move it back and forth, and yeah, they just kind of chip away at this thing, turn it into dust. Yeah, oh, let's get this done so I can go watch more stump grinding videos. But hey, welcome back. Yeah, woo, back yeah. at it. <laughs> yeah, did you uh, did you spend a lot of money in Vegas? Did you win a lot of money? Did you? Did you gamble? I did gamble? I won nothing. Oh, it is actually weird. So yeah, I was in Vegas for four nights and I got there and right away immediately was up $15. Yeah. And I was like, Oh my God, I own this town. Uh, and it was all downhill from there. I think in total, I probably lost a hundred bucks. Yeah. My, uh, my beautiful, beautiful wife said, when you get to work tomorrow, my, look at his finger, see if he's wearing a ring. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no yeah. ring on these Okay, fingers. I just thought maybe that would be a Bryce Kelly move right there to get married in Vegas. Well, that's what uh, Ben Affleck and what's her Jennifer Lopez did that the week before we got. Oh there. yeah, yeah. That's how you do it, and they're worth five hundred million dollars combined because I looked that up. Uh huh. And they still just went to Vegas and got married. I think in a drive-through. A drive, like you you pull up at a window and yeah. You both put your hands through and they put a ring on you. What do they do? It, they're worth half a billion dollars and that's yeah. what they, that's how you do it. But that's their second. No. Have they been married before? I can't keep track. Or were they dating? Maybe it was close to marriage. Maybe. Then they got away. Yeah. So, but there was never that you guys weren't all jimmied up late at night, you know? No. A few little martini. Let's get married. No. That conversation never came up. Did not happen. No. No, the Vegas trip was uneventful. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was relaxing. Yeah. I saw palm trees. It was nice to... I had zero issues with my plane travel. Good. That everyone was fearing about, you including me. You didn't go to see a cheesy show? You didn't go see Wayne Newton? <laughs> no, Wayne Newton was playing at the hotel I was in. Yeah. And, uh, but I no saw the, desire. I saw the crowd gathering for that one, and I think I was about 80 years too young. To go see Wayne Newton. To be in the crowd for Wayne Newton. I only know one song, the uh, the one from Ferris Bueller. Donka Shane. Yeah. Uh, Kara Top still has a show at the Luxor. Oh. Couldn't bring myself to see that. Can't, come on. Aren't you his number one fan? I am not. Oh. <laughs> no, there was really no big shows going. Kaleo was playing while I was there. Yeah. But I walked right past that. Wow. Yeah. I wasn't in the mood for a show. I didn't go there for a show. We just went to sit by a pool during the day, maybe eat somewhere cool at night, and then sleep for 12 hours. And the one thing that disappointed me is that you were telling me that they've got... 
the uh, the Budweiser Tall Boys. Oh my God! But instead of the Budweiser logo on them, it in just, that it's that same script, right? It is. And what does it say? It just says freedom. Yeah, and have it's yourself red, white, a and blue. Great big ice cold can of American freedom. Oh my God! Yeah, the can is labeled freedom. I would have thought for sure that you would walk around and drink one of those, just ironically. I picked it up because I was going to take a picture of me holding it, uh-huh. but it was written so big that it actually wrapped around the can. You couldn't get a good photo of the Freedom logo on so it. So you have to turn the can to read yeah, the whole Yeah, it was thing. more of a video. Yeah. Uh, but then I was like, you know what? I also don't want to drink that much Budweiser. Ooh. <laughs> there were better options. Yeah. So I could bring myself to do it. Did uh, you do the thing, though, where you... Instead of buying your, like, I do this all the time, is that I just go into a gift shop or a convenience store. I always have a bottle opener with me, too, in my backpack. And I just buy beer in drugstores. Yeah, that's all. That's the yeah. That's the key there. Because, yeah, you get the tall boy can for $4. We're in a casino. A bottle of beer will be $20. Yeah. So that's the ticket. CVS. That was my home base the whole time. It was nice to be away, though. Yeah. Lovely to be back, I guess. Because right now I'm doing that thing where I'm like, hmm, exactly a week ago I was sitting in a pool. Yeah. Staring at palm trees. And now you're walking your dog through your neighborhood looking at weeds growing up (laughs) through broken concrete. That transition happened. I left Vegas on Friday and by Saturday morning I'm walking around Mill Woods in Edmonton looking at broken concrete. That was a fast change. Welcome home! (laughs) Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly. Solving the world's problems one podcast at a time. I've never made a financial mistake in my life. Oh, wait. No, I have. That's primarily what I do. Yeah. Is make mistakes. I've made some dumb moves. Like, I I bought a, a Renault Fuego. Like, Google that car one day. Like, that was back in the day. That was back in the 80s, and I financed that thing. It was a POS. But I think the worst financial decision I ever made... I also, in the 80s, I financed a waterbed because that's what you were doing in the 80s. Wow. Yeah, I had to make payments on a 500. No, and I financed the sheets and the pillows as well. It was all. (laughs) That's where they get you. Had the big bookcase headboard with the mirrors in it. Oh, I can only imagine what it was like to move that thing. I didn't. So I had it delivered to my apartment. And then when I moved out of that apartment, I think I just left it. I didn't know how to drain it. I did not. And then I still had to pay for it for like three more years. It was ridiculous. Yeah, that's a swing and a miss. Yeah. That that was back in the era, though. Like every street corner, there was a waterbed store and then there was a speaker store, like the hi-fi store. Man, financing a waterbed. That's the most 80s thing I've ever heard in my life. That was me, pal. And it... I think that would have been probably in about 1986. I was first out on my own. 1986, I financed a waterbed. I think I I paid it off by about 89, maybe 90. I think grunge was just about to break when I paid off my waterbed. Wowee. Yeah. I'm not great with money. And being in a place like Vegas is a slippery slope for people who are not good with money. Oh. I Thankfully, I don't have that gambling thing on my back. Yeah, you I, can walk away. Yeah, I lose 20 bucks and I'm like, I'm pretty upset about it. Like Kenny Rogers, you know when to hold them and when to fold them. Yeah. yeah. I'm not good at gambling. I try, but I'm not good at it. I did buy a $6 Gatorade, which I regretted. I bought that in a casino. Should have waited till the CVS. Hey, hydrate or dihydrate. One thing I was thinking though, is we were walking through the Bellagio, which is a very nice hotel. 
And they have a lot of those super fancy stores in there. You know, uh, I know I, purse stores and I stuff. I get who shops there. Who what? Hermes? That's the name of that purse store. Oh yeah, Louis Vuitton and yeah. Coach and Kate Spade. So they have a ton of those. And what kind of surprised me is that they were all closed by like nine o'clock at night. I guess the high rollers don't go in there. You would think that that would be like two o'clock in the morning. Somebody goes on a tear on a table. You get that money right back on a purse. That's like three o'clock in the morning. It's exactly what I was kind of like, you know, someone has had 12 cans of American freedom. Yeah. And all of a sudden, maybe they're a little more willing to spend eight grand on a purse. Yeah, you. I would thought they'd be open late. You would think so. Yeah. But hey, I guess not. Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly. Just two guys watching the world go by. A friend of the show, Sid, called in. And uh, he and his wife were going on a little road trip. Sid is a mountain of a man. He's a big guy. Like, just a big frame. And he drives a little uh, Mazda Miata. And he just, he told a story about his little Mazda Miata that kind of blew my mind. Because I'd forgotten completely that there are people that will do this. Just roll the clip there, please. I have one of the very first Miatas that was ever sold in Manitoba. Yeah, because I was living in Winnipeg at the time. So it's a 1990. Oh, okay. Yeah, and and I bought it on my MasterCard. No. Yeah, absolutely. I have the receipt framed, and I lived on Itchy Band Noodles for five years as a result. Can you put a car on a credit credit card? It was uh, it was dicey at best, but Canada Trust helped me out. I wow. pay a lot of money for that car. And then after Sid called the show, I got this text. Uh, my friend in North Dakota bought a 10-acre farm and house on a credit card for $10,000. And then somebody else said, my super rich uncle bought a Ford GT on his credit card because he wanted the points. A Ford GT, isn't that like a half million dollar car? Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that's a very expensive car. And then I started thinking to myself, we could either either use this as a, a springboard to talk about credit card power moves, or we could talk about the worst financial decision you ever made in your life. So either way you want to go. Maybe you got a credit card power move, Maybe you've made a bad decision. You're listening to the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly podcast. I sort of feel like for the most part, though, when you buy a big ticket item on a credit card, it doesn't always work out for you. Yeah. Uh, There's somebody here. I don't know if I'm supposed to say their name. They said I could call, though. So. Good morning. Hey, it's Garner. How are you? I'm doing well. How about you? I'm okay. Do you want to say your name or not? My name's Leah. Hey, Leah, this is fantastic. Like, we were talking about a friend of the show, Sid, who put a Mazda Miata on his credit card, but I think you might be the clubhouse leader here. Well, it, was a, it wasn't that hard a decision to make. That was the only place where there was some money, so uh, it was do it or don't, and at that time, it's all I really wanted. So I thought, you know what? I'll be paying for these the rest of my life, but, you know, hopefully they're worth it. Leah put a boob job on her credit card. And so far, they've paid for themselves, I suppose. Yeah. Hey, can I ask, uh, is this too personal to ask how much, I don't, how much does that cost? 7000 but this was 20 years ago. Is that 7000 per, or is that for the complete? That was the set. That was for the set, Okay. I 
one, get one free. They were having a sale, were they? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what? Uh, here's the question I always think about too. What does the credit card company do if you miss a few payments? Oh my gosh, I'd hate to think they'd repossess, but you know, oh. could have been a possibility, I suppose. Thank goodness I managed to eventually pay that off. Yeah. Did uh, family and friends were they? Did they scoff at you for putting a boob job on a credit card? Well. Most of it was the credit card. The other part of it was student loans. So at you, that time, it sounded like a really good idea to invest in my future that way. Yeah. Okay. And no judgment here. Like I did these questions. I just, I've never thought about this before that people put that on a credit card. <laughs> but at that time, I didn't have a lot of savings, but I did have some credit. Yeah. So. Okay. And they've held up well. Everything's good. Oh, you're, you're healthy. They look even better now than the day I bought them. No uneven tread wear. Balance is still good, I suppose. It's good to hear. Yeah. Good to hear. Uh, I love the fact, though, that she did use, it was partially funded by a student loan. I like that. Yeah. That's good. (laughs) (laughs) That one that came in earlier, though, you, I immediately, I saw you from across the room. I saw you shudder because it hit a little too close to home. And it's good that there's another member of this club now. Yeah. Uh, do you want to read it? It says, I bought one of the first Sony flat screen TVs. It was two grand. I financed it. It was only 27 inches. At the time, it was state of the art with an insane interest rate, and I had no money. It took 10 years to pay off. Oh, 10 years to pay off a 27-inch TV. Yeah. A 27 Can you even buy a TV that small anymore? I don't think so. I think iPads are bigger. Ooh. But I have a very, like, that's my worst. I think it was 3000 for a 46-inch TV, and it took years to pay off. Yeah. And uh, you know what? It's not even that great of a TV. Uh, somebody said, is Bryce bad with money? Because that doesn't align with my views on Bryce. Not my strong suit. It isn't? No. You know, that surprises me, because... You are a man of, like, no clutter. I've never been to your home, so, but I just think back to the day I tried to give you my old iPod, and you're like, nope, I'm good. I don't need it, because it was too much clutter. Yeah. Like, you didn't want something that's, you know, not even the size of a deck of cards in your home, even though you still used an iPod at the time, and I thought, maybe you could use this spare iPod. You said no. So, it just strikes me as odd that you would be an impulse purchaser. That there would be stuff in your home that you didn't really want or need. A lot of swings and misses yeah. in my purchase history. A lot of mm. things I thought would work out and didn't and have no. since been introduced to a dumpster somewhere. Oh boy, really? Yeah. You should have a garage sale sometime. Like my 46-inch TV that I bought for $3,000. Do you still have that? I do. It weighs 1,000 pounds. Do you use it? I do not. No. No. But you can't get rid of it because you paid... Well, three grand, and then with interest, you probably paid six grand for it. I did, and today, if you were to buy that TV, it'd probably cost you $80. This is the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Uh, This one right here. In 2019, I spent over $8,000 on subscription boxes like FabFitFun to unbox on my YouTube channel thinking that it would make me famous. It didn't. And my husband had to pay off the credit cards. Candace from Spruce Grove. Uh, I wrote back to Candace and I'm like, did you make any money from YouTube? And Candace said, no. They didn't get enough views. They had lots of subscribers, but didn't get the views to monetize the channel. Along the same lines, this one right here. 
Uh, I used a student loan to pay for a $5,000 gaming computer and a streaming rig to make $100 from Twitch. Money well spent. It's the Gunner Andrew Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. We uh, we talked about Candace. We read Candace's text on the show just before 8 o'clock. Uh, she says the worst financial decision she ever made was when she tried to start a YouTube channel on her credit card. Hey, Candace. Hi, Garner. So uh, you said you spent over $8,000 on uh, subscription boxes. Yes, I had the great idea of buying all sorts of subscription boxes, whatever I could get to unbox on my channel uh, from like the States, from England, from Japan. And I unboxed them all, and I had all this junk pile up that I had to throw out anyway. And my husband, who's probably listening right now, had to uh, pay them all off for me. It was not a good time. To the tune of about $8,000? $8,000 after uh, exchange rates, because a lot of those you pay in American dollars. So that only ups the price. And with the, you know, with a subscription box unboxing channel, you would always have to have current boxes to unbox. Yeah, that's why I spent so much money because I was getting different, three different boxes coming in the mail. I was like the most popular uh, person at the post office for a few months. How many subscribers did you get up to? I got up to uh, 1,100. Uh Uh-huh. And then solely since I stopped, I'm down to like 940. So I lost a huge chunk and I never made any money because you have to get so many views in order to get monetized. And it's very like pennies. So your YouTube career is all but over then, right? It's all but over. All but over. Okay. Thank you, Candice. I appreciate that. Uh, I wonder how many views, like we've talked about this before. And I can't remember what the numbers are like, but we have talked to people before who have made money off of YouTube. Like, how many views do you need to get before you start, I don't know, before you can quit your job and just go full-time on YouTube? Is it lots? Is it doable? You're listening to the Garden Andrew Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Uh, Go ahead. Hi. about the YouTube monetization. Yeah, yeah. Are you making money on YouTube? No, but my sister is. She does it full-time. Um, and my brother-in-law, he doesn't even have to work anymore. What? <laughs> yeah, she, she like, took about two years for her to build up her channel. Um, but yeah, she's... I that we're related to Oprah now. <laughs> <laughs> what does what, what she do on her YouTube channel? So she does true crime. Um, so she'll basically take any true crime story and then reiterate it for all of her subscribers. Oh, hang on um, a second. I'm I'm a I'm a true tr- I'm a true crime fanatic. And have uh, I heard of her? Um, maybe her YouTube channel is Sherilyn Dale. What is I don't it? Know. What's it? What's it called? Sherilyn Dale. So S H E R R I L Y N. Okay. And then D A L E. No, I don't usually watch true crime on YouTube. I listen to podcasts, but now I'm intrigued. She actually just launched a podcast as well called Murder Between Friends. Um, but she was so obsessed with Dateline growing up that it's just the most fitting thing that she could be doing. <laughs> wow. Okay, this is perfect. Okay, I'm going to have to search this out. Is she from Edmonton? Where's she from? 
she's from Edmonton. And she does this out of here? Yeah, oh yeah, out of her house. Okay, this is cool, very cool. Yeah. When did she start doing true crime? Um, so she started, she originally did, I think, vlogs and kind of like tutorials. And then she switched it to doing, um, and a lot of it was around makeup, and then she switched it to doing her makeup while talking about true crime. (laughs) And now it's just 100% true crime. I think it took three years for her to get, like, very comfy. (laughs) Okay, this is fantastic. It's inspiring. Yes, it is. Okay. For 176,000 subscribers, I'm so proud. (laughs) Wow. What's your, do you have a YouTube channel? I don't, unfortunately. I just boost hers. <laughs> okay. Well, that's pretty cool. That's nuts. I didn't know that. Yeah, 176,000 subscribers. I think that's what she said. Huh. huh. Right here in our city. So somebody is making money off of YouTube. I thought you had to have like 10 million views before you saw a penny. Mm, Apparently, that's not the know. case. Apparently, it's working. Uh, I don't, like I said, I don't watch true crime on YouTube. Like, I got to be, I, I can't just sit down and watch it. It's a podcast to me. I got to be doing other things. I enjoy the true crime. I got a little true crime doubt. Yeah. During the pandemic, I felt like everybody was doing true crime. Yeah, but if you're doing it well enough to be making a living, that's all you do? Like, good on <laughs> I you. I love the fact that she, uh, her sister, used to do makeup tutorials while telling you a true crime story. That's fantastic. Like, that's its own genre. She was doing some. That was her... Uh, Unique. That was her USA. Unique selling advantage price. That's what that was. She should have stuck with it. She should have. The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Uh, This one reads, The worst financial decision I ever made, taking money out of the equity in my house multiple times at the height of the market in 2007 and 2008. So dumb. Especially since a lot of it was for stupid things like travel, keeping my standard of living while in university and fueling my now ex-husband's social life. Hashtag regrets, Michelle. Uh, Thanks, Michelle. Somebody else said, my worst financial decision when I was younger, after what felt like eight hours in my house, the salesman finally broke me down and I purchased a Kirby vacuum on credit. I think the interest rate was something insane, like 24%. Took forever to get rid of that stupid loan. I finally paid it off with a small inheritance. Oh, oh, that sucks when you have to use an inheritance to pay off a vacuum. But your floors, they're spotless, right? Your floors could probably be featured in Obsessive Cleaning Monthly. Do they still sell vacuum cleaners door-to-door? I did, I've never seen that in my life. I always felt like that was something you saw on TV shows and in movies, the door-to-door vacuum cleaner salesman. Maybe that's what you're doing for a living right now. The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Oh, this one. Okay, this is from Alan. How about opening a restaurant March 2020? Ooh. Less than two weeks before the world shut down, my wife and I opened a place, opened a place in St. Albert. March 8th, 2020. Oh my God, that'd be rough. Um, I wrote back to Alan and I, you know, I asked, did the place survive? And he said, yes. And slowly but surely they're getting some traction. It's called Trist, if you want to look it up. Holy cow. I couldn't imagine worse time. And it's not his fault at all. Oh no. But just the worst (laughs) possible timing. 
Wow. I can't believe they're still going, so good for them. Well, uh, thank you very much to everybody who uh, sent in their story this morning of the worst financial decision you ever made. Maybe we can do a bit more of this on the show tomorrow morning. Thanks for listening to the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Theme music by Garner Andrews. Guests of the podcast enjoy old candy in a jar that's unlabeled. Mmm, mystery candy.